Hey, everybody, this is Shay Hill. And the one thing I remember about Arlington High School was the day that that horn would go off, and it was a snow day, and we could go out and play in the snow. <laughs> we Okay, ladies and gentlemen, very excited today to be bringing to you from the 904, have no idea where that is, but we'll find out, a gentleman who didn't actually grow up in Arlington. He, uh, he kind of came into the picture, I think, as either an eighth grader or, or maybe even freshman year. I think he came from, uh, from Florida, maybe via Texas. I always uh, think about him as like sunshine from Remember the Titans, like the West Coast kid that moves out to the East Coast, even though I know Florida's not on the West Coast. I know. All right. Settle down, people. Let's put your hands together and give a big ponder this welcome and find out, let's find out what he's been up to, to uh, Mr. Shea Hill. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tim, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to hear you. And, uh, I'm, you know, living the dream, baby. Down what? here in Florida. You are? Jacksonville okay. Jacksonville is 904, baby. 904 is Jacksonville, Florida. The 904, okay. A combination of Florida and southern Georgia all just mixed together right there. We got the beautiful St. John's River flowing in our backyard and uh, goes north. I love so, it. Uh, Kind of like I did once, right? Yeah. So let me ask you about that. Am, am I wrong? I, and again, I'm just trying to put it all, put all the pieces together. And it's been a while, and my memory's terrible. So excuse me for that. But uh, <laughs> you didn't. I mean, you didn't. You didn't grow up in Arlington, right? Didn't you? Because you had like a little bit of a, a twang or an accent when you came into town, and you had your big flowing hair and your big smile, and you were like, the girls are all like, "Who's this guy?" Like, I don't, you know. Give, give me a little bit of background on how you how you made your way you, you to Arlington. You are correct, sir. You are correct. So, uh, like some families during the '70s, we grew up with divorced families. Some of us were lucky to have the same mom and pops for the rest of our lives. But uh, mom and dad were divorced when we were young. And uh, about fifth grade, I decided mom was going to move with my sister and uh, Chris Angelo, who was uh, Chris Angelo's uncle. They were going to move to Arlington, Mass. And I went to go visit dad out in Texas. And I said, dad, hey, can I stay with you? And I stayed with him from fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Every year we moved. And we moved back to Florida. So I think sometime in the seventh and eighth grade, I was in Florida. And between eighth and ninth, went to go visit mom and my sister and Chris. And fell in love with Boston. Fell in love with Boston so much. I come back. I tell my dad, Dad, I want to go live with Mom. He's like, well, you're buying your own ticket. Get out of here, kid. Wow. <laughs> so I remember I remember, uh, I had this gold Swiss like quarter ounce thing. It was worth like 100 bucks back then. Probably a lot more now. <laughs> but uh, I remember buying my one-way ticket. And I came up here, got to meet all my sister's friends who were, she was four years ahead of me. So I, at that time, these, these people are juniors and seniors at, at AHS. Yeah. And instantly, you know, so you had an instant group of friends. Oh, you're Alice's little brother. So it was great. Plus I got to meet our class, which was a great group of folks. And, uh, 
just loved it, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, because, again, you're, you're a pretty likable guy. You know what I mean? Like, outgoing, friendly. I, I would think it's a strange time, like, to sort of acclimate yourself to, to a new group of friends and whatever. But I don't, again, I don't remember you really having uh, too many bumps in the road. I think you, you kind of blended in, you blended in rather, I, uh, rather seamlessly. Is that accurate? Or were there, were there some bumps in the road? Oh, well, okay. Here's the funny story. So the first word that you drop out of your vocabulary when you move from the South to the North is y'all. And you start saying y'all to everybody in the Northeast, they're like, where the hell are you from? That's funny. So, yeah. Y'all get drunk. All right. No more y'all. And, and I really, I was like, all right, well, okay. How do they talk here? They, they pack the car and have a yacht. All right. So you say it a bunch of times. You forget your R's. There's no more R's. No, anymore, right. No more. <laughs> so I do remember after I graduated and I decided to move back to Florida, I'm talking like Northern at that point. And I, and I'm in a bar with somebody and they said, uh, are you, are you a Yankee? And I was like, no. It's it's funny. I'm hybrid, man. I know, but it's it is funny how that works. Like I have family in the Houston area and it's the same thing. Like, how y'all doing? Whatever. And I'm like, we're doing fine, you know, how you doing? And country music is taking over the world now, so it's um you know, you do hear I I love accents, as I'm sure you know, but uh the more the merrier and and you know it, the, the world is a is an oyster and a melting pot, so it's kind of cool to uh, to hear yes, you know yes, to, to to hear that you've uh, you know you you assimilated yourself quite easily to the northeast and then and then brought it back down south. So what uh, what hey, Shay, you know people are people everywhere you go. Really, I hey, mean, people amen, are, we all want the same thing. We all want to just live our lives. We all just want to be happy. We want to have times with our family, with our friends. And it's a pretty, that's a pretty common denominator no matter where you go. And if you want to stick out like a sore thumb, you can. If you want to blend in and observe and, and watch how people live their lives in a different area, a different culture, you'll probably assimilate a little better. Right. So we Americans, we don't like to assimilate so much in other cultures, but some of us are better at it than others. So. Yeah. That, no, it's a good way of looking at it. I mean, you know, you keep yeah. an open mind, but you're right. Most people want to go to work, earn a fair wage, come home and spend time with their family, watch football on Sundays. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not that, com- it's not that complicated, but, <laughs> but, but somehow we make it more complicated, you know what I mean? Than it, than it, than it needs it. to be. Um, so, so what did you end up doing, Shay? Like right after high school, you said you moved back south, but did, did you end up going to college, or did you not go, or what? What did you end up doing, and what are I you did, doing now? Did go to college. So I went to at the time I went to Santa Fe Community College, and spent probably a little more time there than the normal normal two year person would do. But I got involved in student government. They ended up helping out with a little bit of the tuition. I got my uh, Associate of Arts degree, and then I transferred over to UF. And in the, in the time that I had spent at Santa Fe Community College, which was in Gainesville, they had, UF had created a brand new degree called Environmental Science, and there was a policy emphasis, and there was a, there was a, a strong science uh, background emphasis. And I don't know if you knew, but in, in high school, I kind of helped, we, we got the, we got the from trays recycled or something like that. I remember, yeah. remember being a part of getting this group to do that. And, uh, 
and and just felt really good. So you know, it was, I've always had the environment has always been uh, true to my heart, and um, you know that's where I kind of kind of led the way. So got over to UF, graduated with an environmental science degree. When I graduated, you know, like everybody else, you kind of look for a job. So I went to went to go work with my uncle, who was a carpenter. And we were working out at Sawgrass, where TPC. Sure. It's right before the Masters. Yeah, the golf course, yep. <laughs> exactly. So out there, we were doing a lot of rehab. And my uncle, being that I was his nephew, could not give me any slack whatsoever. So I had to drive, because Jacksonville's really big, vast. It's a large, it's basically a county that has consumed the county boundaries. The city used to be smaller, but... Back in the 60s, they consolidated. It's all one thing now. So I'm driving from one side to the other one morning and I had to be there at like 7 in the morning. I got there at 7.15. My uncle says, Shay, we don't need you today. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I go back home. Guess what's in the mail? We'd like to interview you for a position with uh, law engineering. <laughs> and it was an environmental consulting company. So went to go talk to them and... The rest was history. Basically, I was in environmental consulting for up till 2013. Okay. And then I landed a job with our local utility. Now, I've always been a recycler at heart. I think my first $100 that I ever made was recycling cans. I love it. And that, that, that pursuit, that little entrepreneurial pursuit went on for so long until... My mother was carrying those bags of cans to the recycle man, and a roach came out of the day. Oh, God. <laughs> freaked out. That, so ended, that, ended, my, my, yeah, my, that ended that. <laughs> I, so, I, 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 I want to hear the story, but I have to just let our viewers know that Shay is doing this interview while in his daughter's like treehouse. So while he's telling all of you about his love for the environment, he's literally sitting in his daughter's treehouse uh, that he built, and and I love it. I love that you're like in the trees right now. So continue, please. My my apologies for well, the uh, the break in the uh, story because of the because of the times we're in. My daughter is doing school at home. My wife is working at home. We're all centered around the dining room table. So I said, they asked me, "Where are you going?" I said, "I got a Zoom call." Well, where are you going? I said, "I'm going outside where it's quiet." I love it. <laughs> it's too funny. It is. It's great though. So I'm so sorry. Where were we? Yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I interrupted, but you, uh, so f up until 2013, you were working and then, uh, okay. you know, f for an, uh, an environmental consulting right. firm, but then you said you, you switched gears a little bit in 2013. I did. I yeah. did. So in 2013, I went for a job that was called a byproduct specialist with our local utility, Jacksonville Electric Authority. Mm hmm. They also do the water side, so it's just called JA now. So we don't want to tick off the water people. We, we appreciate them. We love what yeah. they do, so it's called JA. It's like just KFC, in, baby. Just no in, longer Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just KFC, right? Just, just in case anybody's listening, he loves you all. <laughs> and when I came on board, basically my job was to recycle ash. So I'm the ash man. I love it. <laughs> and believe it or not. Believe it or not, I went to look for the, the tag, and somebody else already has the Ashman, right? Because oh. Seinfeld, the Ashman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashman, Ashman. 
Hey, your initials, right? Shea Hill. If it was like Anthony Shea Hill, you could be like, my initials are Ash. Yes, I could. I you know, could. but that's just another story for another day. So in general, my job is to help save our customers because we're a municipality. We're owned by the people, owned by the city. I, I just try to find the best way to negotiate the lowest rates possible. We use rail. We use trucks. We try to sell as much of this material as you can. Yeah. And we are, what's nice is it is a little bit interesting because the world wants to go towards, and I've always had the heart to go towards carbon free energy production. But when you start to work for the utility, you realize what most people really want is reliability. Mm-hmm. When you go to turn that switch on, you want the lights on, right? Yep. Well, there's, there's many ways to peel that apple, right? So uh, one of them, we do have a multi-portfolio of energy production. We're going to have about 250 megawatts of power from solar. We're going to have 200 megawatts from nuclear. And what I work on is one of the cleaner coal and pet coke burning Boilers, they, they, it's a real interesting thing. I don't want to get too far deep into it, but we basically keep a lot of the pollutants from going out into the atmosphere. Sure. And the byproducts from all that are the ash, and I make sure that that ash does not get into the environment as well. So I'm still doing my environmental part. I'm just, you know, working with a carbon producing uh, energy production. Listen, Shay, during this pandemic, I've been on record as saying that I probably had like four or five Sam Adams 76 beers and lit a fire (laughs) in my fire pit. And for me to prevent ash, I put a screen over my fire pit and I prevent ash from carrying. So I'm doing my part to save from ash. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we're almost doing the same thing. Like you're doing it on a little bit bigger level. I'm yeah, doing yeah. I'm, I'm doing it on a smaller scale, but <laughs> and depending on what you burn, you might even be able to use that ash on your plants one day. Yeah, well, listen, you it's should not, see, not treated crap, though, right? You should no, no, no PT, uh, uh-uh, uh. But you should see my tomatoes. <laughs> Unbelievable this year. Good year for my cucumbers too. <laughs> I, I've had a lot of free time on my hands, pal. So it. <laughs> so I'm not going to bore you with the question of like, hey, what's important to you? Because it sounds like the. Uh, it sounds like the environment is, but is, is it safe to say like that's what drives you? I mean, are you motivated by trying to make this a, a cleaner planet? Like for real, is that, is that sort like what else? I mean, do your kids drive you? Like what drives you? Like what gets you, you know, going every day? So I would say, I would say volunteering. I would say serving others. And I would say the constant is, is the environment, but more so the more real instant gratification in this world that you get is when you can help your fellow man and woman who are less fortunate than we are right now. And and it's really great because my wife is on a board with a, with a group called downtown ecumenical service council. And they do the most with the littlest amount of money. So she's on the board, which means whenever they do a little gala or something, I end up getting plugged to be the MC and just try to get those people to loosen up those wallets. I love it. There's more, right? Well, listen, if you want to give them a plug right now here, like, 
do it. That's that's one of the reasons I wanted to connect with people was to let them sort of uh, you know use this form. I'm sure uh, I'm sure I got a few bucks lying around that I could send. And uh, is it is it more of a is it more of a local thing? The ecumenical that that particular one is pretty local. Yeah, and they have had a, a like a lot of communities right now. They've had a really high surge of of people in need. So they. They really help the elderly. They help folks with kids and try to help them keep their lights on, try to help them stay in their, in their, wherever they're renting. They try to provide food. Uh, You know, that's just one of the things that, that really kind of, like you said, excites you, gets you energy. And um, it's not a, it's not a holier than thou kind of thing. It's really just the basic, basic principle that uh you know jesus said take care of those in the need right I mean, yeah well i'll i'll say this no i'll say this like i'll 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 tell what you're doing and say that uh that's one of the reasons i'm doing the podcast is to kind of reconnect with people i mean it's 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 a strange yeah. world and time we're living in and and believe me i don't think there's any greater sense of I don't know, giving back or whatever, then, uh, then donating, you know, time. And like, it's, it's more genuine than just actually writing a check to say like, no, no, I'm here. Like, what can I do for you? You know, I mean, I try to teach, you know, instill that in my son and, and just, it makes you feel good. I mean, I, when I, when I got, I don't want to go off tangent, but like when I got divorced and I was like soul searching and looking at like my life in a vacuum, I said, you know what, you know, what's going to help me get out of this black hole is doing for others. It actually makes you feel a lot better to help, yeah. to help somebody you get, else. You, you know out, what I mean? You, just, you nailed it. You nailed it. You said you get out of the hole because basically it becomes when you're depressed or you get self-absorbed about things or you get down about how bad your life could be. Right. Man, there is somebody else out there that has got it 10 times worse than you. And if you start to focus on how to, lift them out of a real hole. Correct. You're, you're, you, you've forgotten the hole that you were even, your, your hole wasn't even a hole. Right. <laughs> you're a hundred percent right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it's one of those things that, <laughs> you know, everybody can always, you know, I like to put on somebody else's shoes and, and try to walk a day in their life. So I don't yeah. like to yeah. just be sympathetic. I, I actually like to be empathetic and try to be like, I can, i you know, the pain you're feeling, I can, I can take my place, take myself to a place where I can relate to that. You know what I mean? And I, and I try to help those people. So, um, on a a complete 180, what do you, what Mm -hmm. do you do for fun? Like, you know, what do you do to kind (laughs) of, you know, really, you got a sneak, you got a sneak peek of what I I sent you over, uh, over messages. So we just went down to three other friends of mine went down to the Keys. One of them happens to be a pilot, and uh, that made it extra convenient because we're at the top end of Florida, and the Keys is all the way down as farthest point, 90 miles, most southern point, right. truly, right. 90 miles from Cuba, right? Uh, we flew down, got in, uh, when we landed, we got something to eat, we got our boat, we got a pontoon boat, and we just pretty much snorkeled and dived for lobster for like two days straight. Wore ourselves out. Yeah. Tried not to burn ourselves up in the sun. Tried to put on a pretty good amount of sunscreen. And uh, the, the, the fruits of our labor, it was funny. 
fruits of our labor that we were able to grab was literally three lobsters. So we figured these lobsters are probably about a thousand dollars each. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I love it. But that is not as fun. That is not as fun as just going and buying them for heck, $10 a pound. I don't care what they are. Right. Right. Store. Right. But to go catch those little boogers. It is, it is incredible. And so they're not like Maine lobsters, which I love Maine lobsters, by the way. Being in, being in, uh, being in Boston. Sure. Um, these are called rock lobsters. So they're, they're, uh, spiny Caribbean rock lobsters. They don't have the big claws that those Maine lobsters do. So, so you go down, you, you dive down, you look at a little shelf and you take a tickle stick and you try to tap them on the back of their behind and they'll come forward. Then you swoop, swoop down with a the net. They go crazy. They're trying to swim in and out all around. And I was snorkeling, so you're like, at some point, you got to go up and get some air, right? But right. you don't want to let this guy go. You're right. like, you're holding on to every little molecule of oxygen in your in your lungs possible. And so uh, you come up, you 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 look at it, you run the gauge on it, you're like, man, it's a shorty. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> no good, no good. So we went through we went through probably twenty or thirty, and and that's what happens. You know, so many people go down there. And there's, there's some, there's some really good spots, but you know, most of the people hit the common areas and unless you've got really good hidden spots that people don't hit, it takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. One thing. So I'm still doing swimming. I was doing swimming. Yeah. I remember that. that. There's there's pictures of you in a, there's pictures of you in a speedo next to Mike, uh, Mike Boschke. And yeah, yeah. I remember. So I remember those days. Hey, what happened to you? What happened to your hair, though? What happened to did they, what, you have like oh so, flowing, so, yeah, flowing yeah, locks? Yeah. Well, like like some of us, unlike you, <laughs> some of us are actually losing a little hair. Yeah. But, but in this essence, in this time, I actually uh, I shaved it recently because my dad is going through some chemo. So so he and I, uh, I said, Dad, I'll shave your hair. I'll shave my hair. We'll do it together. We'll go through this. You're, you're gonna knock the crap out of this cancer so I, he's got a, he's got prostate cancer he's dealing with and uh he's already had his first dose of chemo he kind of went through that okay and i think this week he's got a second dose and we'll see uh you know prayers his way so okay well listen all the best you're, you're talking to somebody who's had both parents die of cancer you know what i mean hate the mm. disease hate mm. hate what it did to the people i love um right it's, <clears throat> it's a disgusting vile horrible disease when you see the you know yeah. fuck cancer shirts i'm like yeah fuck cancer like it's it's just it's not it's not good it, it what it does to no. you and um no. my dad died at 59 when i was 20 and my mom died actually six years ago saturday oh, God, on totally. uh yeah no i mean sh- it just it the disease blows and my family my i'm the youngest of seven and my family's like it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you know what i mean so we've right, i don't want right, to say we, right. we live like we're on borrowed time but we're like all right well i'll probably die of cancer <laughs> at some point in my life if i don't get hit by a bus so uh well you better enjoy every minute that's of it, it right Shay, you, i got i got back kids, I, you hug them hard and I, you, you show them a good and fun life and you try to be a good role model no, so if, you know they can keep doing the same right no, no doubt no doubt um, speaking of which have, uh, we're almost 50. Have you, uh, have you had a colonoscopy yet? 
I think since my dad just uh, is going through this, I think the next visit I'm going to be, I'll be all, um, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. No, it's not that bad. I'm going to do it quicker. I'm going to do it sooner than I would have before. And I recommend all of us boys out there to do the same. uh, I'm a big proponent. I mean, again, youngest of seven, (laughs) my oldest sister's 14 years older than me. So we've had some history in my family. Everyone's had it and uh, had, had a colonoscopy that is not cancer, but. It's not that bad. So when did you when did you have your first? Whew. Like when you were forty? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm due. I'm due. So I'm saying even man, though I'm but, not fifty. I mean I could right. wait till I'm fifty, but I'm not gonna be stupid and do that. I'm gonna I, get it done. Don't now. be stupid. It's not that bad. They give you the <laughs> they give you the loopy medicine. You don't really know what's going on. You wake up, you're fine. It's not a big deal. I've heard the I've heard the worst part is the damn salty Gatorade they give you or the, whatever the hell the that prep, is. The prep is the worst part. You gotta drink <laughs> A gallon of potassium. It's not, yeah. But they've made it easier, I guess. Um, there's, you gotta flush that system, baby. They, they've been, yeah, you know what it is. Your ass is raw from wiping it so much. That's the problem. It's not what you're sticking down your throat. It's what's coming out the other end every ten seconds. As soon as it hits your belly, it's like coming out the other end, and then you got to go wipe, and your butt is raw. That's the problem. I recommend just standing in the shower for like twelve hours and just letting warm water run down your backside. I'll be, oh, I'll man. Be, I'll, listen, as a service <laughs> to the class of 1990, I'll be happy to walk anybody through like the process and just what it entails and help out as much as I can. That's what I'm here for guys. You can count on, you can count on me. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get back on track. Do you have uh do you have a favorite guilty pleasure? Any favorite guilty pleasures? Anything that's like, woo. <sighs> Well, I would say binge watching has been the, the guilty guilty pleasure lately. What do you got? What do you got? What's on the uh, What's on the docket? Uh, I've already ripped through Outlander. Of course, yeah. the wife the wife won't stay up with me to watch them, you know. So, but she we I had to like it's like you had to hold on each episode where I would have just zipped through all series. And um, <laughs> next one, uh, so Outlander was a good one. I mean, there's some rough scenes in there. Don't 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 get me wrong, right? But, but it was a real interesting, uh, interesting plot and story storyline. The other one recently has been uh, Black Sail. Okay, I don't know if you've uh, seen that or heard that. Um, I don't know. You know, just um, whatever I hit up, whatever I hear that's pretty good. I- I'll admit, I watched uh, whatever Tiger Kingdom. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, <laughs> that was a joke, man. That was just ridiculous. It was a bit of a train wreck. Like, what a waste of my time, right? That's yeah, what everybody yeah. said. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But I had to. Don't get caught up with Joe Exotic. <laughs> that's uh, that's your neck of the woods too, though, with Carol Baskins down there. You know, there are some. Oh, there are yeah. some uh, some yeah. jokes made about. A little further about, south. A little further yeah, south. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. Yeah. yeah, there are some jokes uh, <laughs> at the expense of the state of Florida from time to time up here in the Northeast. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, hey, we laugh at ourselves, man. That's yeah. You have to. You have to. Do you? Uh, do you have any weird collections or hobbies? Anything somebody doesn't wouldn't know about you? That's like, wow, he's uh, he does that. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one. So uh, people are kind of amazed that we uh, have a a ball python. Okay, her name is Alexis. <laughs> that's my I've wife's. Her... That's, that's my wife's name. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> The, the current one or the previous? The current one. The current one. Yes, the current <laughs> one. Sorry, I'm remarried. Sorry. I'm remarried. Good on you. Good on you. 
so Alexis was not originally mine. It was my good friend, Alan. And he would have been, we met in college and he, he bought Alexis and then he bought Ka for me. Ka was uh, the, we, we assumed Ka was the male and Alexis was the female. And it was not that we were going to try to have babies, but, but it was cool. It was, uh, so he was in, the, he was graduating year or two before I was, and he was in the military. I'd done prior service. So he comes out lieutenant in the army and goes over to Korea. Well, you can't take exotic pets with you. So I kind of got to adopt Ka and eventually got to keep Ka. But uh, the sad part about all that was he was on his third tour. Didn't have to do it. He was stationed in the Pentagon. He was probably going to be, you know, working for the, either the assistant uh, defense secretary or the actual defense secretary. Okay. He's like, no, I want to, he wanted to try to get, at that point he was a major. He wanted to get full bird colonel. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to do more tours. And he believed in the mission at the time. It was the uh, transition team for Iraq for them to take over their own country, take mm-hmm. it back <clears throat> after we had gone in and invaded and knocked out Saddam's Baptist. But, uh, he ended up getting killed with an IED, Ugh. and um, he was the only child. He had lost both his parents, and um, I ended up, you know, he had asked me before, way before he went over there, to be his executor, and that was, you know, out of, I said, uh, yeah, I'll honor your, your, your wishes, but I never thought that I would have to right. execute him. Right. And it was, it was, it was a really tough time because on top of that, he was two weeks out from coming back stateside for us to do our bachelor party Ugh. and to come and be my best man in my wedding. Oh, geez. Shay. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So Alexis is, uh, you know, when people, if they really want to hear the whole story about Alexis, you know, I tell them, but, I'll have Alexis until she dies. How about right. that? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's uh, a little more than, a, you know, woo. No, I'm sorry for you. You know what I mean? It's, um, yeah. it's It couldn't have been an easy thing to to have to deal so with. So the, the, the truth, the, you know, the, the moral of that story is freedom is, is not free. Right. It's not truly free. There is cost. And, and that's why we should all just appreciate what we've got, appreciate this country, and uh, try to stick together, you know, quit, quit, quit all this bickering and bullshit and polarization and just, you know, love one another, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Um, listen, I, I got to be honest with you. It's been great catching up with you. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to me. Is there anybody from our class that you still remain in contact with? I do talk to Aaron, Aaron Snipe. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I talked to, uh, Jesse Williams actually was a class ahead of us. Um, and then, uh, various, various folks, folks on Facebook, right. try to try to keep in touch. Uh, and, but it's, it's a little tougher, you know, these times are a little, little harder to, uh, reach out to everybody. Sure. Um, some of, some of my sister's friends I'm, I'm still friends with as well. And, um, uh, yeah, you know. And you, obviously. Well, listen, <laughs> pull, pull back. who knows? You may you may start getting uh, 
inundated with some, you know, some more friend requests once uh, once this thing gets out there. No, I'm I'm telling you, I really appreciate the time. It's been it's been really good seeing your face and talking to you. And um, I wish you, too, I, I wish you, too. Uh, you know, I wish the best to your dad and his in uh, his battle against cancer. And uh, you know, you'll be hearing from me and our class shortly. And I, you know, and and I think right. I think it's going to be a great experience for everybody to kind of. Um, reconnect. I don't care how, but this way through the podcast, hopefully. And uh, like I said, wishing nothing but the best. I will take care of the trees when I get home and the ash, and uh, <laughs> I'll eat. I'll eat from my garden, and I'll be thinking of you when I do it, buddy. Uh, you're the man. You're the man. Hey, Tim, thank you so much for doing this, brother. Shea this was really great. Hill. Really good. Shay Hill, everybody. Shay, thanks so much. Anytime, though. Anytime. <laughs> we buy.